Welcome to Culture Conversations. On this show, we ask broad questions about topics we aren't usually able to touch on in our standard reporting. And to give you an idea of the works of the Chronicle and who we are, we're rotating guests each week to ensure everybody gets a chance to speak. But note that we are recording through Zoom, so keep that in mind while you're listening in. On today's episode, we'll dive into what the music scene is like without concerts, how music journalists have been dealing with the pandemic, and allegations of sexual misconduct amidst the band Swimmers. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you both for joining me. I'm excited to have both of you on talking about some fun stuff today. Um, Kendall, could you start by sort of just introducing yourself and telling us what you do for The Chronicle? Yes, I'm Kendall Polidori, and I'm the co-editor-in-chief for The Chronicle. And then Ryan, how about you? Hello, I uh, my name is Ryan Rosenberger, and I am a staff reporter for The Chronicle. Great. Uh, I've been looking forward to this episode. Um, I, I have, I've learned quickly, as soon as I joined The Chronicle, that you two were sort of our heavy hitters when it comes to all of our, our music coverage and everything related to music. And I personally have had a tumultuous relationship with music and more specifically, musicians. I come from a family of musicians. I'm the only one who isn't a musician. And so there's a lot of animosity there that I've struggled to work through my entire life. So this is kind of like therapy for me, honestly. I feel like talking to you guys may help me out a little bit. Oh, I feel the same way. My dad and my brother are both incredible musicians and I just do not have the musical I know, it's, my body. doesn't it so hurt, dude? It's it hurts, yeah. I come from a musical family, but I'm one of those musicians, so I'm... Are you? Uh, well, I have a cousin who's actually <laughs> a film guy who actually just graduated from Columbia, and yeah. I, every, at every family gathering, I always get dirty looks from him. <laughs> because what, do you, what do you play, Ryan? I am a jazz saxophonist. I actually You're went a saxophonist? To, yes, sir, dude. That's so sick, dude. I actually went to... Hey, uh, like the coolest instrument, too. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I was a music major. I was a jazz studies major for were you really oh wow I hated dude. it though really i hated it yeah so I you like writing more about it that's what i was just about to say i think yeah. covering it and writing about it's a little more up my alley <laughs> that's you rad know? dude so that's so sweet that yeah. was like the opposite for me i used to do like film criticism and then i was like wait a minute why write when you can just shoot <laughs> and you, and you're doing it on the side now at the there crime, you right? go bro yeah. we're killing it dude everything comes full worlds. circle <laughs> all right i think we can sort of get into the first thing we want to talk about today kendall you had a, a great suggestion for something that's been on your mind you want to talk to us a little bit about it yes um so i'm sure if people keep up with the chronicle um and actually you know read my stuff they would know that i've like been super into like writing about music that was like a huge thing of mine um, you know, just covering shows or interviewing bands and stuff like that. Um, and that's definitely something that, like, I plan to do outside of college is, you know, pursue music journalism. Yeah. Um, but as I'm sure a lot of people feel with, like, oh, their careers or the field that they want to go into, um, you know, the pandemic has kind of put a hold on a lot of that. Um, and I, I think, you know, Ryan can relate to this too. Uh, music journalism has changed a whole lot, um, is specifically with like covering shows and stuff like that, or like doing reviews and like yeah. actually being there and feeling it. And like, that's like a huge thing for me. Um, I haven't really written much about music since like March. <laughs> um, and yeah, I wanted to talk about like being in this rut as like a person who wants to be a music journalist and not really knowing like 
how to go forward with it or like yeah. what to pursue now. Um, cause like the live aspect of music is so essential and so yeah. vital to like what I want to do. So, right. I, I know Kendall, your coverage from, you know, I noticed very quickly that your coverage is totally centered on what it's like to be there and like what the actual feeling of being at the concert is like. And I know yeah. Ryan, you typically sort of seem to cover more sort of like album reviews and, and sort of yeah. things when you're listening to things being produced and you're listening through Spotify or whatever it is. Do you also feel that that difference though, Ryan, and sort of in the scenes that you're involved with? <clears throat> so, um, I think, Jonah, I think what you said is really interesting and you kind of hit the nail on the head. So I definitely think well, thank you. the main difference between Kendall and I is I noticed that you like the more live aspect of it. And it's not that I'm against that. I mean, you know, I, I remember one of my first stories I did for the Quran was uh, getting to cover the Isaiah Sharkey concert. And that's right. still like yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the best experiences of my entire life. But um, I've just, I don't know. It's been really weird. I've just noticed that just... You know, so outside of the Chronicle, my main gig has been I, uh, I have my own blog on Chicago now where it's yeah. just my own self-serving musings on music and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, I just really haven't had any motivation to do anything with it because I think it's because it's my own thing, though. Like with yeah, the Chronicle, I, I, I think seeing everyone else's energy and seeing how hungry yeah, everyone else out? is really helps me just being a part of a you know something bigger than myself. But when it comes to just doing it on my own and – yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. Um, I, I think it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't even yeah. know how to answer that. No, you know? I, I get you. I mean, honestly, that's how, I mean, when COVID hit, I feel like that's how everything sort of boiled down for everybody is there was this overall feeling, like there was this blanket of just like, it was this weird nostalgia for me, at least, like coming home. To, I always get weird when I come back home to the suburbs and like see my family because I come yeah. home and it's like winter time and I think back in high school and then I like start hearing modern baseball or some shit. Yes, sir. That's <laughs> so unfoiling. Dude, I, dude, straight up, I listen, by the way, to sports when it came out. I was there before your graduation. OG pop punk uh. Midwest emo scene kid. And I can't do it anymore. But um, yep. yeah, that's my one of my topics. Yeah, well, <laughs> see, and Kendall, I'm interested in this concert thing because I've always been um, I'm not a huge concert person, and I think it's because I've only ever been to like one good concert, and the one good concert I was, was it? so so I saw I was I had a pop punk face. Everybody has a pop punk face, and yeah. so I was really into the Wonder Years for a while. Oh, dude, so okay. I I saw the Wonder Years. Uh, it was right when um, it was right when what's the album with Cigarettes and Saints? Do you know the name of it? Oh, it was like, uh, you had the blue cover, whatever. Yeah, but it was for so that album, down. and they were playing with one of my other favorite bands, Let Live, which is like a Los Angeles hardcore band. They're like a, another super cool punk band. Um, and I was <laughs> in high school, and I was a sophomore, and I was dating this girl, and she made me leave halfway through the concert, right in the middle of the Wonder Years no. set, dude, and it was crazy. What was and her reason, though? Like she wanted, Dude, she wanted to go like get dinner with her mom. Something like that, bro. I'm not gonna lie, it was rough. But and this is the same person that, like, after this, like a month or so after this, made me go to Warp Tour, and I had no interest in going to Warp Tour whatsoever. Oh, oh I miss Warp Tour. I don't miss Warp Tour Never at been. all, bro. Oh man, Warp Tour was the worst experience of my life. Who did and you see? What year did you go? Dude, there was this was 2016, and there was one band I wanted to see. I want to see Real Big Fish which is like a ska punk yeah. band. They're just mm -hmm. like this quirky band. And the same thing happened where she made me leave halfway through the set. So ever since then, I've had like a, 
an aversion to concerts. Oh, basically a girl just ruined concerts for you. We don't got to, we're not, we're not there yet with the podcast, <laughs> this, is, bro. this is where, this, I go to concerts alone. Like, uh, when really? I cover stuff for the Chronicle or like any, because I write for other, or I used to write for other like music publications, like, go to that stuff alone. Like, it is an experience. Like, really? people are just like, I go right to the front and I'm just like vibing. And especially if I love like, the band or the musician that's playing, I'm like, you're totally fine on your own. Like, you don't have to go with people. And I think it makes the experience, like, so personal. Yeah, yeah. Is that what is sort of is, uh, and don't worry about the dog. You can bring yeah. the dog in. I'm sure that helped the views. Now, so is that what sort of helps? Do you think that helps your coverage at all, going to these things alone so you can, like, sort of immerse yourself fully in it? Yeah, so I guess for me, music is such, like, a personal and, like, it's, it's an experience. So, like, being able to go. Oh, she's cut. Until Lala... There you are. Can you hear me? Could you, yeah, could you repeat that? You cut out for a second. Yeah, so music is just, like, such an experience for me. And especially if I, like, love the band or musician that I'm seeing. So, like, um, I'm trying to think of a show that I covered. Um, like, Twin Peaks, for example. Like, yep. everyone knows I love Twin Peaks. And, like, they're a Chicago band. And it's, like being able to go to a show and like know that I'm there for work and like to analyze how their performance and their music. It's like, it's such a crazy feeling. And like, yeah, yeah. I'm also a very like emotional person. So if I connect to music, like if I listen to a certain musician, I really love it. And like, I really connect to it. Like I'll cry at a show. Like no doubt. Wow. I've probably cried at every concert I've gone to. Cause I'm like, wow. this is just so damn beautiful. Like <laughs> I wish bro. <laughs> no, I, I, I get very emotional about it. And so that's why like the live aspect is so important to me. And that like, that's right. why I've been in a rut. Cause I'm like, how am I going to so, experience yeah. it the same? You know? So now that that scene is gone, have you ever, have you covered like, I know they're doing online concerts. What do you guys think about that? Is that like whack? Are you not into that? Um, I think, oh, I'll let you go. I'll you let, go okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, so first off, I think it's, you know, obviously during the staff meeting the other day, I, I, um, informally pitched uh what bottle nose presents is doing with like right. their, i think it's bi-weekly show could, could like, you tell us a little bit about that just for background yeah, yeah yeah so um oh what's her name i think her name is anya she's a columbia student but she runs this i don't know what exactly it is but they, it's like but a they production shows. company yeah. okay yeah. but they throw shows and um the last one i actually saw a tiny bit of the last one the the Last one was like a who's who of like uh, all these awesome Columbia musicians that yeah. I must know. Like Mila Marina did one. Mm -hmm. Just the Savior, I think, did a set. Um, one other whose name escapes me. So I think it's really awesome that um, especially these DIY organizations are yeah, really right. trying to keep it alive during um, the during the pandemic because it's like it's not it's not safe to be at shows yet, you know. I've yes. seen I've seen a few shows. I've been invited to some stuff, but I I'm not I'm not gonna risk it. You, you haven't gone any of them. No, I haven't been to a okay. show since uh, March. Actually, literally yeah. the weekend before the school. Really? Wow. I went to my last show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's um. There's one more thing I wanted to say. Yeah, it, it's just not the same though. You know. Yeah. And um, I remember when I did the drag show uh, or the the. Yeah, I covered a virtual drag show. Uh, I think it was my first story of the summer. It's kind of the same thing. I was like, I'm really enjoying this right now. And I think it's awesome that um, they're trying to keep it this all alive. But it's just, it's just not the same. Yeah, but, yeah. but 
also that that's still not good enough an excuse to just do it live obviously because we're still in the throes of this pandemic i mean it's nowhere close to being over yeah you know who knows when things will come back right right yeah i definitely have like the same feeling i think i've only watched like one live stream um and it was like of my favorite band whitney and like they did it like amazingly like they set it up like so cute where they were like in matching pajamas and they were in front of a fireplace and they did like an acoustic set really? and it was awesome it's kind of sweet to get but, yeah it. that's kind of yeah, dope they, it was really dope but awesome. i it's just not it's not the same you know it's like i feel like i'm watching like a youtube video of yeah. somebody performing and like it's yeah it, i wouldn't i think it's awesome that they're still doing it because obviously a lot of DIY artists or like local, like smaller bands, like mm-hmm. they get their revenue and they make a profit off of, you know, performing at live shows. So, right. you know, if they have to do what they have to do to kind of like, I don't know, sell tickets or like raise money for organizations, like by putting on these virtual shows, like, I think it's awesome. I'm just not a regular person who tunes in, to be honest. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, no I get it. Yeah. up my stance perfectly. That's exactly how I feel. Like, I, it's it's so amazing to see what artists and um from people who promote art through shows are doing yeah you know with this on like once literally once in a lifetime um era that we're in right now but at the same time no you know it's just it's just kind of not the same i mean i'm still gonna show up and through my screen of course and support and you know help out artists when i can but it's again i'm gonna be blunt it's just like kendall said it's not the same I've you know. had um a, a lot of my my family members that are musicians have been doing stuff like that, just like online concerts, like through Facebook Live or whatever. Like I got this uncle Dave who's like this, I think he's fifty. He's like this fifty year old pudgy guy that looks like the Grinch, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Like he's straight up looks like the Grinch, bro. Like it's tough, dude. All right, and he's from Bu- he's from Buffalo, New York. He's a keyboard player. He's just a oh, wacky. Man. He's a wacky dude, bro. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I had to mute myself for a second. I was laughing too. No, hard. you gotta, you gotta <laughs> understand. I, and he, uh. he's okay if I talk about this. But when I first, I first met my uncle Dave when I was like six, and when he walked in the room, I got so scared by the way he looked that I hid under my bed. I hid under my bed for hours. He's okay with you saying this, dude. I've said way, I've said way worse to his face. I hid under the bed for hours, and the only way he got me out is because I made him buy me a Lego set. What a sweet man! And he plays the keyboard. I'm trying oh, to learn dude. the keyboard right now. So no, he, he's a great keyboardist. He's played with like Stevie cool. Wonder and stuff like that. He, he's super into funk. You know, wow. Buffalo's funk capital of the world, so he's into it. But he's been doing a lot of stuff like that online. Um, really you know, cool. just like holding different concerts and like he's having all of his different bandmates film themselves playing their instruments and then they edit them together and all that and mix them and I all think, that. Yeah, I think that's really cool when like bands get really creative with them. Like they're in yeah. different like locations. Yeah, they, yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Cool do, you, do you guys think uh, that the concert scene is going to come back anytime soon? No. <laughs> and, and it, no, and it irks nope. me that people think it will, but wow. like, I, I don't know if you just like look at the facts and like, especially just like singing in general like yep. that you know what i mean like so transition, much it's getting everywhere yeah. and it's just like it, it's it's not reality you know what i yep. mean it's something that i've seen um i haven't seen one in chicago or anything but i know um my boyfriend he lives in colorado and he said they've done like a couple of like drive-in um concerts yeah yeah so it's like which is cool like there's um so like the musician is basically like you know like a drive-in movie like the screen is like yeah, yeah. front or whatever 
So it's basically like a stage set up and then people can go and park their cars and like sit on top of like the hood yeah. and stuff, which is like, that's I'd cool. I'd be down for that. I'd actually, I may like that more than a regular concert low key. Cause I don't like yeah. all the people. I don't like when people are close to me cause I'm short and it's great. <laughs> people are drunk. You know what I mean, dude? Yeah, no, I think it depends on like the type of music because if I'm there, if I'm at a Twin Peaks show, like I'm in the middle, you get in I am there, in yeah, a mosh yeah, yeah. pit, but like, you mosh? Some- you mosh Kendall? You're, you're throwing el- elbows, bro? <laughs> I'm short, so I get thrown around, but... <laughs> Dude, that's wicked. Yeah. But, like, sure. a Boney Bear concert? Like, yeah, I'll sit on my hood and, like, listen <laughs> to that. <laughs> a Boney Bear concert. That's pretty funny. No, like, something chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Rad. Okay. All right. I think it's about time we move on, because I'm trying to keep this thing uh, on, on a better schedule this time. Ryan, <laughs> you wanted up, to man? talk about sort of a, a rut that you've been in uh, yeah. sort of your coverage recently, right? Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Sure. So I've been thinking about that while also um, being this, because I just feel like I didn't really articulate my thoughts well enough before. It's, okay, it's early. So um, I do want to kind of like re-mention again, like I kind of want to bring it back to March when um, we had that three-week break Yeah. and how like all I did when I wasn't doing Chronicle things were was just listening to music. I was listening to probably – Right. I went through a week period where I listened to 101 albums from front to back. Are you like, serious? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I was like barely getting – I was barely sleeping. Like I was just – I like I felt oh like – I felt this kind of spark was like reignited in me as a music fan. I was like, all right, really? well, wow. if I can get anything positive out of this pandemic, let it be this. Um, right. But I, like I that. think, but you know, after a while, and normally I'm a person who listens to multiple albums a day. Like when I'm, when I wake up and have my coffee in the morning, before I even check my phone, I pull up Spotify and put something on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of have my own like a nighttime witching hour where I'll listen to two or three <laughs> on my own. Witching hour. On. That's, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, and Kendall, I, I don't know if you've experienced this as well, but I've, I was just listening to so much music that I actually just, it, it kind of started to have a reverse effect on it, me. You got burned out. Where I got yeah. burned out as yeah, a fan. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, and as a writer, cause at the beginning of the pandemic, I was still doing more blog stuff. I was like, okay, I, I have time now. I'm mm-hmm. going to do my Chronicle stuff and, you know, do, do this blog stuff and, you know, look into other freelance opportunities. But I think, I think the root cause of my issue is that I've had so much time on my hands that I've actually grown tired of being a fan. And the other thing too, is that I'm guessing I can speak for Kendall as well. Is that like when you analyze music, like in a constructive format where you have to write about it and think critically about it, you lose the ability to be a fan of it. To a degree. And and because like right now, like when I started this blog, it's just like, I'm a fan. I just want to cover good. You just want to write about it, right? I just want to write about it. It's for fun, no stakes. And you know, uh, but I think I've just grown tired and I've just gotten burnt out from having to think about everything so critically. And you know, when when you have more time on your hands and you're in quarantine, you do that more. Right. Right. And, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, like you said, like a my coverage more stems from like listening, listening on Spotify right. and, you know, I get um, you. K- Kendall, do, do you, sort yeah. of, do you sort of agree with what Ryan was saying earlier? That, that point about not being able to enjoy it, you know, like as a fan alone, I think is really interesting. Yeah. I've, I've definitely felt that, um, it's something that I felt like why I've been in a rut as well with like music journalism is like, 
I've lost the ability to feel excited about music because when I listen to an artist, I'm like, dude, this song is going to sound so sick live. Like, and I cannot wait to hear it. And so now, like, I mean, there's so many artists that I love that are coming out with like incredible music, but like, I listen to it and I'm like, I'm, I'm blue. Like, I'm like, I can't even like enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I definitely feel that like having to critically like, sit down and listen to an album like fully or like yeah. analyze a song and like all the instruments that are involved involved like the lyrics like just yeah. how a song is constructed and put together and like the background behind how it was created yeah. and everything like that like you definitely lose like you don't want to enjoy it then. you know what I mean or you won't no, just put I, it I on like you. leisurely well yeah. it's it's tiring right because that's how that's how I feel like well, honestly watching movies I don't watch a lot of movies um especially not when I'm when I'm not in school because every time I watch it I'm just like I, I feel like I'm at work you know my brain is like how you mm-hmm. know how they shoot this where's the light coming from all this stuff I'm just digging into it um mm-hmm. and like you, you can, can't shut it off right? yeah 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 and you yeah. can still enjoy it but there's always that voice in, in the back of your head that sort of nags i i think that's sort of just a um is it you think that's an art school thing i kind of feel like it is yeah i think it is honestly okay. when you're literally going to school to analyze Study this stuff right it, yeah you can't you can't shut it off ever which is like a weird thing yeah i know it's it's odd well what what have you guys been listening to recently that, you, that you've just been enjoying um, should we should we move on to my quarantine, like Is, changing of genres? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I want to hear more about that. Let's hear it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan, you could kick it off with what you've been listening to. Oh, actually, my roommate texted me. I need to go do something like super quick. It'll take like ninety seconds. So, yeah, I'll let sure. you go first. I, um, yeah. I'll no, be that's right back. that's totally fine. Don't so worry about I'll it. I'll let Kendall kick it off, and then I'd be more than happy to when I get back answer that question. <laughs> Yes. So one of the topics I wanted to talk just about the was two of us. Yep. Make it make us. If we All right. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So during quarantine, I feel like my music taste has like shifted just dramatically. Yeah. Like you were saying earlier, like you used to be like super into like pop punk and like stuff like that. Don't bring and me back to those. Don't stop talking about it, bro. You're you're uh, <laughs> you're exposing me right now, bro. It's okay. Literally months ago, I was still into that, so it's okay. I still but, listen to it sometimes. Yeah. I, you know, you listen to a Wonder Years album every blue moon, bro. And it brings and it, you and back. It hits, and it hits, yeah. dude. Yeah. It definitely brings you back. But yeah, I was like super into this more like upbeat. Um, I don't want to say aggressive, but like. You, you definitely put it on and you can't like fall asleep to it. You know what I mean? Like you ha- it like makes you want to get up and like go. Yeah, do and something. so, yeah. So during quarantine, like obviously not, especially in the beginning, like not having anywhere to go and not being able to like go out and do things. Yeah. Um, I would put on that music and I'd be like, oh, I feel weird. Like I'm just really? sitting here. Like, why am I like just leisurely listening to this, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, my music taste has definitely shifted and I'm more of like, into folk and like oh man that's blues. where the bony bear came from yeah the bony bear yeah. <laughs> and then like blues and like soul and i i don't know something that it, like why i wanted to bring this up is because it's like interesting that like in quarantine because we're so forced to like be with ourselves and like i don't know really sit with our own thoughts i've kind yeah. of like my music taste has shifted maybe because i'm like understanding like who I really am more. I don't know. That's right. Dude, that's very, that's very Pinterest of you, bro. I know. Yeah. But... I, I don't know. I've been, um, 
I, I feel what you mean about listening to music and like that. It makes you want to go, go, go. I'm a, uh, I am I really, really like metal, and so I'm used to that. And I, I listen to a lot of that stuff while I'm not doing anything, um, which has always been odd for me. But I also, I don't, I'm not the person you want to ask about music taste changing because I honestly don't listen to music that much. I, uh, I listen to music when I'm driving pretty much exclusively. <laughs> I listen to it literally all the time. But, you know, different. But another thing, like, I think something that I've done so much, and I've always kind of done this, but like, especially in quarantine, because I'm alone and I have like nothing to do, nowhere to go. Um, So I'm super into records and like listening to music that way um, on like my record player. Um, So I have a bunch of vinyls, but like what I'll do is like, I'll put on a good like folk vinyl yeah and i'll just lay on my hardwood floor and like <laughs> stare up at the ceiling to listen like, to this album all the way through <laughs> you're like ast- <laughs> you're like astral projecting bro is that, dude? <laughs> oh my god just, just like and i have a ceiling fan i'll have it going i'll just watch it and i'm just listening to the music and like taking it all in and like that's, that's what i've sick. been doing that's kind of dope that's kind of crazy <laughs> Ryan, you got Love anything it. like that you've been doing? Any seances or rituals? Um, or... Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, oh, no, he's got um, something. <laughs> he's got something No, no not, not a... I mean, I have good al- good albums, obviously, I've been listening to, but yeah. during my um my nighttime witching hour, like when it's dark out, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm in the basement of my, my, my house, so, like, it's really... Everything's kind of dark down here, but yeah, yeah. when it's dark out, I'll just put my headphones on and turn my computer on and just throw something on on Spotify and I'll kind of do the same thing where I just stare, stare the at the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. Or just Dang. flat out have my eyes closed. That's how I fall yeah. asleep most nights actually. Really? Oh yeah. wow. It's like meditation. Um, it, it literally is. Yeah. Um, wow. Albums. Hold on. Let me pull up my Spotify right and quick. Ryan, I know you said that you like right when quarantine hit, you were going to a little nostalgia thing, re-listening to yes. all your uh, favorite old stuff. What were you listening to? Oh God. So much. So, um, <clears throat> My favorite genre is jazz. Not a lot of people know that, but I didn't know um, that. I went through John Coltrane's entire discography, yeah, all yeah. seventy or eighty albums or oh whatever God. he's got. Yeah, no, jazz musicians have the longest discographies. It's yeah, just, seriously. Um, you know, Bill Evans, Miles Davis, uh, Lester Young. Yeah. Um, obviously hip hop. Uh, you know, I went uh, Earl, all of Earl Sweatshirt, uh, Atmosphere, <laughs> Mac Miller. <laughs> Uh, freaking uh, Kanye, even, but lately, we, we I, I, say too lately. Hold I've, on. I've been waiting for somebody to drop the name Kanye in this. Uh, no, I have a whole dude. spiel on that later for the other topic. I have a whole Kanye rant I want to go on. I, dude, um, if you want a Kanye rant, this that, may be the time because I also have a Kanye rant. All right, do it. Let's but go. I, this is this is my <laughs> thing because this is this is how I feel about that. I I also go through those phases where I'll just listen to all the old stuff I really, really liked in like high school or middle school or whatever it was. You know, for the playlist this week, I suggested it. And there was a Kanye song on that. But Kanye broke my heart. And this is kind of related to the what I sort of wanted to talk about today. Obviously, it's not quite as severe as or as important or serious as the actual topic. Um, but the, the thing that I want to talk about today was what's been going on with the, the the band swimmers and they just had a, a sexual assault uh, allegation from Lydia Knight, right. From the regrets. 
Um, there's been a lot of stuff going on, and that caught. I'm I'm not a fan of the band. I don't know too much about them, but um, my girlfriend is a fan of the band, and she was letting me know that people were so angry because they, you know, they had this image that they were like a, a woke feminist band, and like they they preached those ideals, and they like really seemed to live by you know that mentality. Um, and then you know this 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 thing happens, um, and then they they put out a bunch of other stuff, and it just feels super hypocritical. Um, Obviously, that's a very, very serious situation, but they got me thinking like about the ways that, you know, um, a situation like that can really impact, you know, people that listen to that, that type of music um, and, and like the very personal effect that can have on people. Um, my situation that I, it brought up to mind was my Kanye West situation, which is when I was in middle school, in, in middle school, I was very, very depressed. Uh, going through like elementary school, I wasn't in a, in a good place. And then I started listening to Kanye West. I was like, wait a minute, dude, this guy really loves himself. And now, of course, I realized probably a little bit too much, right? Um, but that really inspired me and helped me sort of get a lot of my, my, my confidence and stuff like that. And then, you know, and I, I to give you some, some, you know, some reference, I have given a presentation on Kanye West from the seventh grade until the 10th grade. All right, like or no, year. the eleventh grade. So four years of presentations on Kanye. Your heart okay. is really broken. <laughs> and then, and then I just see the, you know, this guy crumble. But honestly, the thing that did it for me, dude, is he released the Life of Pablo, and it was garbage. And it was a horrible Thank album. You. That's Somebody, what did it. For it was. Me. I'm not <laughs> even. I put up through all it's the Trump stuff. Album. I put up through everything, and he released the Life of Pablo, and it broke my friggin' heart, dude. But I, and then I'm yeah. thinking, if something like that hurts me, think about what something like the swimmer situation means, man. You know what I mean? Uh, it's crazy. I yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about that, just yeah. in general. But like, it's such like a, it's crazy because it's not a taboo thing. Like, not a, yeah. you know, boy bands, whatever bands in general, like musicians, like that. It's such an, a, it happens so often. It's so frequent, I, right? Yeah, and I think like the. The fact, though, that they, um, the band, you know, really put themselves out there saying they are advocates and, you know, making this whole scene that yeah. they were, you know, in support of women or, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's kind of, it's a huge slap in the face to, like, <laughs> see that they are actually, you know, well, who knows, it's allegations, but... Yeah. Um, that they're actually doing that themselves. So it was right. like a whole, like, what the hell moment, you know? Um, but I kind of had that moment with um, one of my favorite bands is Pine Grove. Um, and a couple years ago, uh, the lead singer was like caught up in some similar um, things. There were allegations against him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, it all turned out to be, you know, true. And he actually, like, the band took a break for like a year and a half or so, I want to say. Um, and he, like, left and got like treatment and he was like honest about the whole thing and like was really open about like where he was at like mentally and stuff and like but that was like you know I that's hard as like a huge fan like oh should I listen to this music right, still right, like right. is this okay um and then once they had like their latest album come out um a lot of what the songs on the album were about that situation about right. growth and about What's the name like, of this band again Pine Grove Pine Grove um, okay yeah, and so I, I mean, that's really another, interesting. Yeah, and another so, really extreme example though is R. Kelly. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Exactly. My, through my reporting on R. Kelly, like you know, the huge topic is like separating the artist from the art. But like, right. 
a lot of what the art is is what the artist does in their own time yeah. so like yeah yeah it's it's a very complicated situation i have always been on the the side of like yes you should separate art from the artist but my my more so thing with the swimmer thing uh is like you know is all of that art political like can that art be apolitical you know what i mean like in the in the outside world that it, it exists in and especially because it seems like the band was so upfront about that image of like trying to create a safe space for the people in their audience. And like, I can hear, let me, let me share my screen. I have the Instagram post that they made a, a huge post. And if you, these comments are hilarious. I mean, like, this is so hypocritical age, like milk. Uh, this person said, be ashamed. If you actually address the actions of your own members, you guys are a joke. Oof. But it's this, it's this massive post. Um, about the entire situation and it has all these buzzwords and all this stuff in there. And then this last sentence feels so nefarious, like a message to For our fem fans. fans. Yeah. Thank you. We love and appreciate you. We are here to listen and learn. And it just feels so fake. Right. Yeah. And it was like, it was, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, so like, are you going to, were you a fan of these guys, Kendall? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely listen to their music and I've seen them live, um, at Riot Fest before. Yeah. Um, I want to say their drummer is the son of, um, it's like a, it's the like lead a, singer of Green Day. Yeah, so I was really like, song, right? yeah. No. So that's why I started listening to them. Um, I wasn't like a diehard fan or anything, but they definitely had like fun, like cool music. Yep. Um, yeah, I haven't listened to them since oh, though. Yeah, sure. So I don't know if that like, an unconscious thing right, I'm just right. like i'm not gonna put on music but ryan, ryan what's your take have you ever seen anything like this in your scene i know mm -hmm. you you write a lot about like the chicago hip-hop community yeah so um <laughs> and you know being so intertwined with chicago's hip-hop community is what kind of gives me very strong opinions on just issues of um sexual allegations yeah, within yeah. the or i don't want to call them out like sexual misconduct within yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the community hip-hop is i believe hip-hop is very much behind the curve and it's really, really disappointing yeah it's just really disappointing to say that um because i think you know uh, the the allegations against um uh what's what's armstrong's name? i can never remember billy, billy joel jo right? yeah billy joel um, oh is it joey the song joey the joey armstrong joe. The allegations against him and um, there's an, another one of my favorite bands, uh, The Frights, Mikey, actually, also. Yeah, I saw that one. Um, that literally happened on the same day. Um, Are you serious? Yes, it was wow. a pretty tough day for emo slash indie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, emo bands, um, I I think the music industry in general is kind of in its very infancy when it comes yeah. to properly dealing with abuse i mean you know even with r kelly like we've known since the 90s that r kelly is and you still not sentenced like, dude like oh i'm gonna exactly. get infuriated like, but... like, like this is nothing new like i knew when i yeah. was nine years old like i went through an r kelly phase action i was nine years old and then i was kind of read online even at my own young age that you know he's a serial serial abuser and i was like oh yeah no not gonna listen to him. <laughs> yeah, but um hard nope i it's i just feel like the communication level isn't there and you know yeah. I mean, hip-hop is historically a more macho genre but i feel like in this yeah. age with artists like drake and tyler and uh kid cuddy like artists like like it's well, not it's like it's normal for rappers to talk about their feelings now and yeah. you know we have more women like we have more women in the genre than ever before um i i just think 
it's hard to gauge how prominent it is in the hip hop community. I don't want to say it's rampant because I don't know, but I would guess it is because it it seems like all the time um, there are credible allegations against yeah, yeah. musicians across genres um, that are that are coming out all the time. So I just I think in the music industry we're still in the infancy of creating a culture where victims of sexual abuse can can feel safe coming out with telling their story and seeking help right away. And um, I, I think we have a long way to go in, yeah. in terms of that, you know. I was and, definitely going to say that. Like, I don't think it's a genre thing at all. It's like an really, industry yeah. thing yeah. across the board. In, in general. it's, it's It, it seems like it's just an entertainment yeah. thing. You know I, what I mean? Very possibly, I mean, it, yeah. Definitely. Yep. It's in film. It's in TV. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, good that it's getting exposed, but bad that people seem to be uh, going back and forth on what they actually believe when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, Swimmers is definitely a special case because of the fact that they were so they have been so vocal yeah. about um, standing up for issues of sexual abuse. Yeah, but that's it, why. You know. I'll, 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 I'll be honest. When I, when I heard about this stuff, when I was talking about it with my girlfriend, um, my initial reaction was just like, well, you know, like I'm not, I wasn't surprised at all. You know what I mean? Like I, I was like, okay, yeah. but that's also because what, when I hear about stuff like this, like what it does for me, and this is again, where we come full circle back to my deeply rooted uh, disinterest and also distrust in musicians. But when I hear like another pop punk band or another punk band, wherever they are, another California punk band did something like this. Well, I'm like, well, no shit. That's what that culture seems to be about. Yeah. Of course, that's not true. You know, they're not about that, but, it becomes very difficult for me to, you know, look at these bands and the, and the people in them and be, and, you know, like the men that listen to these bands and be like, you know, you guys are different. I don't know. I know that's like a really biased way to view it, but it makes it difficult, you know? Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if there's one more thing I could say, which is a bit broader of an idea, but this is something I've been thinking about a lot is like when it comes to the general conversation of music or in art, when it comes to separating the artist from the art, I think there's two things. One, um, I think if you say so-and-so's art is good, but they're also an abuser, I don't think, I think you can say both of those, right? Like you could, yeah. I, I do, I, people will disagree with me on this, but I feel like, oh, you could say R. Kelly's music is good. Saying his music is good has nothing to do with who it he is. It doesn't validate or justify. Exactly. That's how it's, I feel. Obviously R. Kelly is a, a, you know, bad dude, bad dude to, to scummy, put it, to put it, being. that's an understatement, but, um, Kendall you know. has some words. Okay. Yeah, Kendall, how would you describe R. Kelly? Give us three words. Uh, I can't give you three words. <laughs> give um, us 10. <laughs> it infuriates me to no end. And I am, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but like Jim Diragatis, who works at Columbia, like yeah. I've spoken with him because I've, I've been working on stories and like speaking with um people who you know backup dancers who used to work with r kelly and like just mm -hmm. hearing their stories and i've done a lot of reporting with this um it, it's just it, it infuriates me and yeah. it's like the whole thing is that he has money and he has power over people right. and he knows mm -hmm. people Right. And so that it, it's an industry thing so like definitely because of who he is in the music industry and what he did for people with his music. Yeah. People are able to, you know, show a blind eye, you know, or right, like right. turn the other way and say it's okay. But like, yeah, no doubt. Like our Kelly, like he has classics that like everyone knows. And like, right, right. you'll hear it and you're like, yeah, that's a damn good song. Yeah. But like, 
you I'll have never... to acknowledge it, right? But you right. also have to mention that he's, you know, yeah, you have to understand blind eye, right? history. Yeah. yeah, and something that like blind eye. that Jim Diragatis, um, who works for the Sun Times, like he says all the time, is like, yeah, it's good music, but like you have to understand the circumstances in which that song was made, what yeah. was going on in the recording studio, like who this person is and why they came to make this song. So like the context behind all of it. You right. really have to understand all of that. And so it's yeah. there's so much to be said about R. Kelly and I like <laughs> I say this every episode <laughs> because we always come up with more stuff that we have time for, but maybe that's another thing that we're going to have to talk about. I mean, it's such an important, yeah. uh, it was, su it's such a large cultural sort of thing that we lived through. We saw sort of the full mm -hmm. evolution of it. I mean, we were kids yeah. when it started, but you know, right. I, I did have one more thing I wanted to say on the subject. Uh, Let's hear though, it, just, when it, just when it comes to like the, the general uh, notion of separating the artist from the art. So I think, uh, and I guess, the, I mean, this goes kind of beyond sexual abuse as well, but I feel like it's circumstantial in the, f in, um, in the sense that it depends what, what action the, an artist has taken as a person or, or like something they've said. And I, again, to bring this back to Kanye, I think, I think there's a fundamental difference between Kanye's, all his pro-Trump stuff and, you know, um, Joey Armstrong of Swimmers being, mm -hmm. um, you know, credibly accused of sexual misconduct. And that's the fact that, and Jim Diagatis has said this, a lot of Kanye's public exploits that have garnered scrutiny, obviously there's been like a million of them. Yeah. You know, it, it stems from, it stems from mental illness. It stems from it's unaddressed fair. issues that Kanye has. And the other thing is like, you know, the summer of 2018 was a pretty, a, 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 um, a noteworthy, uh, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It was a particularly bad summer for Kanye in terms yeah, of press. Yeah. And, um, I remember that. That, But during when all of that was going on, Kanye would have these strangely lucid moments on Twitter, um, and I'm talking more so towards all the Trump stuff now, where you know, he would give his stances on political issues like – like lucid like in a very lucid way yeah and yeah when it when kanye has these like really lucid moments of clarity he's actually very much standing up for progressive ideals and wants to make yeah, the yeah. black community you know uh, he wants to act in a way that's beneficial for the black community and mm -hmm. minority communities as a whole i think with all the trump stuff he just sees trump as someone who's overtly narcissistic as he is and um um Again, Kendall, you mentioned Jim Diragatis. I mean, you know, uh, um, he said it best. I, Kanye and Trump are narcissistic in like the same exact way. I feel. Yeah. And it's like, I think I think narcissism attracts narcissism, right? Well, Where, that makes me feel great about loving Kanye in middle school. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess so. I'm a freaking narcissist now, dude. <laughs> See, this was like therapy, That's but it right. was bad therapy, man. It's not the it therapy I wanted, dude. You horrible. had a moment of clarity, though. You now know worst, you're a narcissist. the worst experience <laughs> of my life. <laughs> All right. I think we're just about out of time for this episode. I know you guys want to talk about more. I can tell. I know. I can talk for three more hours. Yeah. There, I'm, there, I, there will be another music episode, and you guys still will be at the Chronicle when that happens. So there's always, yeah, you know, definitely. more that. You know, I will take this time to uh, plug the fact that I am writing a pop punk song with my friends right now. 
So that'll be out in the coming months. Do you need people to critique it? I, uh, <laughs> maybe not critique, maybe like you can write some advice. Like, like uh, propaganda, you can write a great review. <laughs> you can send okay. that to Jim DeRogatis. Like, I love how we're talking about him because he's just like such a prominent like Chicago yeah, 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 yeah. and I just love him so much. You can send that to Jim. We're on a first yeah. name basis. You know, it's no big deal. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks yeah, thank you. It was fun. Yeah. And then thank you everybody for listening slash watching. Peace.